Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Doug. I'm Boar. Hey, I'm Brandon. Hey, 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 remember we did that community update and I was like, well, hey guys, I'm going to be in Chicago, so I ain't going to be in the episode. <laughs> Whoa, I'm on the episode. There, turns out October is still a crazy magic carpet ride, and just like Princess Jasmine, things are getting kind of bumpy. Wh- uh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? It's a deleted scene. You guys probably haven't seen it. Um, Whoa. Uh, okay. I'm just I'm imagining what that means, and I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I've got some thoughts, but they're not very pure. Well, J- J- Jafar hit her with a dust, and she broke out into warts. I thought she was just trying to shave, and she just got... It, went horribly wrong she got razor burn and oh, stubble i hear that girl she got it's the worst it's the worst. i don't like sand of course <laughs> <laughs> gets everywhere uh so um we're this episode just if you're if you're a youtube watcher usually we're not doing a video this time around on account of the 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 crazy things that are happening in this month so but we are having our standard nerdy show discussion of all the latest pop culture to seep into our collective uh, water reservoir of the mind. And uh, I'm going to talk about some shit that I did in Chicago, and everybody else is going to talk about some pop culture stuff and also shit from their lives. So because obviously I got um, quite a lot to unload on, anybody else got some cool happenings? Nope. No. No, I. Um, you brought me a comic that I enjoyed. Oh, yes, yes. How- and I don't, guys, I don't really read. You know that. And comics are still a stretch, even though they have pictures, but... Uh, I was brought the new Great Lakes Avengers, which is like my favorite superhero team because they're the best. And I had a problem with it though. It was, it was, I don't. It's not like a reboot. It's just a continuation, but it's issue one. Right. Um, but there wasn't enough Squirrel Girl. Well, yeah, because Squirrel Girl got too big for their britches. Yeah, I'm Squirrel a Girl's irritated. pro now. She's an Avenger now. She's a real Avenger. I know they show her in one of the the scenes actually doing you know sitting with them eating food and then they go back to the the great lakes avengers but cap there was a there was a part in the book you read it right yeah there's a part in the book that made no sense to well, me well hold on why don't we tell everybody about the history of the great lakes avengers according to i don't to even Brandon. know what that is oh because i don't know the entire i mean it's, you've read every you've read all of their appearances how good is my memory very bad yeah okay so let's <laughs> start to, it's so bad you had to ask how good is my memory it's basically <laughs> a team that wanted to be another avengers but they're so horrible at their job that they they basically were assigned to the great lakes Mm-hmm. Uh, to protect the Great Lakes area. So you have one of the characters is Mr. Immortal. 
Uh, yeah, Mr. Mortal, yeah. Who basically can't really do anything but not die, so he gets killed a lot. Um, like, you know, getting buried underground, getting shot in the head, and then he just comes back later. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's Bertha, who was a supermodel, uh, but she can change her weight and become super large. Um, kind of like, I don't want to say, kind of like uh, The Blob. She has the appearance of X-Men's The Blob. Yeah. Yes. However, t- she can also lose the weight by vomiting everywhere, <laughs> but she has to vomit it back up. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, there's, there's Doorman, who actually ended up working for like this omnipotent being of death, Oblivion, but he's not doorman. Does he just open doors for people? (laughs) He could could just open like interdimensional doors and teleport. And he's kind of like, he's um, like the dude from matrix loaded with the keys where he can open a door and just go somewhere. Yeah. 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 So he has way more powers than like iron man, but he's he's not good enough to be an Avenger. He's pretty much, is he just an idiot? He's pretty much death. He's pretty much death and works for like, the god of death, but he doesn't really give a shit, so he just hangs around with them and just fucks around. So he could just join the Avengers, open the door, like Captain America and Spider-Man. No, the he's door. kind of a clumsy idiot, though. So I mean, it won't. He'll uh-huh. just he'll just uh-huh. fuck around. He'll fail aptitude tests. He's very powerful, but you there, know. there was Dinosaur, yeah, <laughs> who was a female pterodactyl lady. R.I.P. Um, yeah, she's spoiler. She died. Uh, Mr. Mortal is really sad about that. Um, who else? Oh, a flat man. Flat man, who's, who's Mr. Fantastic, but two-dimensional. So, <laughs> he's two-dimensional and can stretch. Although, this is... So a- far, several of them seem better than, like, Hawkeye and Black Widow. That's just because yeah. you haven't read the, the comic, but... <laughs> well, the, they brought, they brought Squirrel Girl in because she's just, like, she used to hang out with them or something. She, they Squirrel, brought her in. Squirrel Girl was the most powerful member of the team. Mm-hmm. Well, um, as soon as she took down, what, like, Thanos and... What's that other? Dr. Doom. And Dr. Doom, I guess they were, like... Okay. She should be an Avenger. Regardless. Well, she took out Doctor Doom way before she met them. Yeah. By what? True. Like hiding a bunch of nuts or No, this is this is canon. Uh Doctor Doom Doctor Doom <laughs> nibbling yeah, to death. Yes, that's exactly know. what Doctor exactly Doom what she did. No. She hid Thanos' nuts. Doctor Doom kidnapped Iron Man, and this was actually legit in the comics, and on their way back to his lair or whatever, she conjured a ton of squirrels and they friggin' just ate the shit out of his ship and she beat the crap out of out Doctor of his Doom. Ship? He had like a little flying ship thing that he was. Was it made out of? It was like a floating nuts? car. <laughs> no, but they were like tearing through wires and things, and she basically punched him in the face and beat the crap out of him and saved Iron Man. Uh, but the funny thing is, I feel like is, I would be safe in like a Ford Escort, though. Like <laughs> the funny an old one, even. Well, here's the thing: Squirrel Girl's comic is called the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. She, she can't. She be, nobody beats her. Her yeah, actual canon. her her actual superpower is that she always wins. Pretty much. I mean, she has super agility. So she's like Batman. No, no money. <laughs> I I mean. Batman doesn't always... He wins like 99% of the time. She has super agility and communicate with squirrels. That's pretty much it. She dated uh, Wolverine. She's also really um, good at computer science. How short science. did that go? <laughs> who, who did she well, date before he went crazy and stuck himself with spikes? Oh, um... Speedball? Yeah, Speedball, who became Penance speedball. after... Speedball. Uh, what does Speedball uh, do? Uh, speedball has this kind of like ricocheting um, light energy power. What happened? What happened to him? Do you know the story? Speedball of- sounds like an illegal drug. I think it sounds like he just is an owner of a super happy fun ball. Yeah. Well, he was, and then I think <laughs> Dude, that's he speedball. He was, and then he killed, I think, a bus full of children by accident. I think it was. Uh, a yeah, bus it, full it was of a children. conspiracy. It was a setup. They set oh. him up, but like no one actually died. But um, so he wears like this metal suit with spikes that constantly stab him now because he thought he was he thought he was a mass murderer. Um, it, it was. It, this is all ramifications of civil war as it was in the comic books, actually. Mm. Um, he thought he was a mass murderer, so okay. he, he became started, a cutter, basically. Yeah, and then he had a—I think he had a cat named Penitent Puss. 
Yeah. So that was, you know, a thing. Um, it was a serious comic, too. So it really was. Um, but anyway, no, the, the, so Squirrel well, Girl's no, out. Okay, but Squirrel, I just want to say Squirrel Girl does come, like, she basically made Doctor Doom her bitch. She'll show up and, like, borrow something from him, and he'll be like, why are you in here? Oh, whatever. And he'll just, like, go back to watching TV and not give a shit. She's running around his lair because he knows he can't beat her. Anyway, Great Lakes Avengers <laughs> issue. So back to my original question for you, Cap. Which yeah. There is a scene, and I don't know if they're going to talk about it later. Scene, even though it's a comic book, where Flatman isn't flat and he looks like a twenty-year-old kid. Yeah. And it, and they're just like, I thought you were always flat, and he's like, I could be three D sometimes, and then they just don't talk about it again and move on to the next scene. Well, he also said, "How do you think I eat and poop?" Is <laughs> what he said to them. True, except when he's flat, he looks like a mid forties man and, and he then did, when, he did and then look when very young and yeah. then when he's 3d it looks like an eight i think he sent like it's a proxy. all the wrinkles get smoothed out when you stretch i mean I, I did i did notice that i no, thought he looks really old it, when he's it flat. might just oh, be that wait, he was right, drawn yeah, quite yeah. young i don't know i don't know well because he's back to normal again in the next scene flat so i, I he's think, like shazam or he just sort of like well they've never changed his form the only the first issue's out so maybe they'll get back to it later i feel like he sent a proxy and that wasn't him and we'll talk about are that they, later are like they he bringing, sent like this kid dressed up as him <laughs> are they bringing squirrel girl into like some sort of a live action movie or something I, they've always wanted People to, yeah. wanting it's to. been Fans it's been, been rumored for, for just because really I, I, i'm not familiar with the character so i googled it real quick and on the image search there's lots of pictures of like uh i think her name's anna kendrick well, she's been in in she's she's, Scott Pilgrim. She's made cameos in yeah. tons of other stuff, like X Men animated series. Like I just didn't know if that was like a thing that was going to happen. She, people fans people, petition for her. Fans, fans are also petitioning for the girl who played Barb on Stranger Things to be Squirrel. <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I saw <laughs> one of those too. <laughs> That'd be fun. That would be fun. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's actually the next Marvel Netflix show. Uh, there, there, there's been rumors for a long time. Squirrel Girl prints money at this point, so it's entirely possible. That's all I care uh, about. Unbeatable. But, but uh, yeah, I, I really love this this new issue of Great Lakes Avengers. It's not very long because it's comic. But... Um, it, it's written by Zach Gorman, who listeners might know as the artist and writer behind those really um, heartrending one page comics uh, about like Nintendo characters. Like the there's Zelda, he's particularly known for Zelda and Earthbound ones that'll like just be these these moments of time that'll just kind of cut you to the quick and make you feel things. And now he's writing a humorous comic. Well, he he he's his actual first break into the um, mainstream comic world was writing the first one or maybe two volumes of Rick and Morty. Did oh. you just say cut them to the quick? Yes. Okay. Why is that? Is that a real? Is, yeah. Do people heard, say that. I've heard. Yeah. Well, I mean, the boss they don't. They don't say that anymore. Hmm. Okay. But they did. I, I thought, thought that was said, like was, just was a, a, a grooming your cat type of no. phrase. It's like it's <laughs> well, like I mean, it is, but <laughs> it it does it does. I I believe that it, it comes from cat grooming specifically. It's like, I like the cut of your jib. No one says it anymore, but there's one I person we know that will say it. Do you really? Yeah. You say, "Hey, man, I like the cut of your jib." I say, I, "When I'm talking to third person, I say I like the cut of their jib." The first time I, I heard the word "jibs" or "jib" was in like Quake Two or Quake Three when you explode <laughs> someone. It's called jibs. Wait, why? I don't know. You just explode them. The jibs go everywhere. That's gibs. As in giblets? No, it was with a J, wasn't it? No, it's Was it with a G? Well, have I just been pronouncing it wrong this whole time? I don't know. <laughs> it's mostly Yeah, written. for like giblets, so I say jibs. <laughs> yeah. It's I've just, never just, heard of anybody say jibs, You know though. when you shoot a rocket at someone and there's chunks everywhere? You and just, and so jibs, man. Well, well, I don't know. That was all in Quake 3. People were typing <laughs> that shit online. <laughs> hey, man, look at them jibs. Well, maybe it's like GIF and GIF. on ding. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody says GIF, damn it. I hope. It's GIF. Anyway, that's that's the one thing I did this these past three weeks. No. No, I have other stuff. Is it but... giblets or giblets? 
It's giblet. I'm just saying because you said gif and jif. No, gi- giblet is <laughs> giblet's a dwarf, right? From Nor- Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, I'm good. All right. I give it. You, you win that one. He says you, you have my axe, Giblet. <laughs> oh yeah, Giblet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giblet and Fredo, <laughs> and Gandalf. <laughs> uh, how about you, Boar? You've been up to any shenanigans? I haven't done a ton that was interesting, except for um, I recently just purchased a, uh, a Raspberry Pi three. Uh huh. And uh, I started playing around with that. And today I found an interesting use for it that I'm really stoked to go back home and like play with it a little bit. Um, but one thing you can do with Raspberry Pis that I just learned today. And this is a circuit board for those of you who aren't familiar with the It's Raspberry not Pi. just a circuit board. It's like a full computer in a tiny little credit card size. Yeah. Like you can run it's, an operating system. It's off changed it. basically everything. Raspberry <laughs> Pi is kick-ass. Yeah, I've got a full version of uh, Ubuntu on it, and it runs a lot better than many of my old computers that I've had in the past. <laughs> um, but one thing that I found for it is this program called Pi-Hole. Uh-huh. <laughs> And uh, what it does is it basically acts as a DNS server proxy for your house, and it'll completely filter out all of the ads for every website for every device that you have connected to your house. What? Uh, Holy shit. So your phones, you learn- your computers, everything that you have hooked up to your home network, it would use this, uh, it would use your Raspberry Pi as the DNS server and just completely kill ads for everything. Is this and, something you just you just look up how to program it, or is it actually an app? No, it's, an, I mean, a, a it's, a, it's just a program that you... It's like a Linux app that you just run, and you just leave the Raspberry Pi turned on and connected to your network all the time. And so whenever... You'd have to set your router to use that as your DNS so that all of your devices would point towards it. And that doesn't slow But then slow whenever down. you do a, a DNS uh, lookup, what did it do is if it requested uh, the address for any sort of an ad server, it would return like a, a loopback address. So it would be like a really quick thing for your... Huh. Yeah, so it wouldn't even try to load it. It would just do it really, so really th- fast. Are they using these in the cube satellites or something different? I thought they're using like I don't know what a cube satellite is. It's the brand basically they're tiny like one like couple inch cubes that are launched into space and there's like millions of them now like orbiting that students and people are launching and getting Yeah, on it's board. like the it's like a economy's it's the you new know. way they're charting like space and yeah. they have sensors on them, but they're so tiny and cost effective. Like, yeah, mm. like schools, like a high school could build one yeah. of these. And, and they, like, they send use it to something NASA. like uh Raspberry Pi where it's like a tiny lightweight low power computer but it can be hooked up to like many different functions yeah. and sensors but um, cube satellites have been a growing trend recently. i'm looking at it and it doesn't they don't look special but it they're doesn't just hugely look popular. like it it looks like more it's like the idea specialized hardware as far as what i can tell what are some other cool things people have done with these because I, I mean like i know they're supposed to be like a big deal but i don't know like what like why is um, it different another, than a computer another thing that i'm probably uh, gonna set up that i already tried to start setting it up but it's kind of a long longer process than i thought it would be but um it's this program called own cloud and it pretty much makes a clone of dropbox for your own personal use hmm. so you could share links publicly and you could have all of your folders backed up to it and stuff like that so you could kind of just do an easy automatic backup but the advantage would be that you wouldn't have your data like out in the actual cloud i got you okay um but just automatically backs it up to. but you could access it remotely and stuff like you there's still have apps for your phone and stuff like that so you could point it to your home server but you would just have the peace of mind that your data wasn't on 
like a cloud a, a, on a server you didn't control Google's thing. I thought they didn't have whatever. really hard drive space, or do you have to hook up? Well, that would be the other advantage is that you you would only be limited by the amount of hard drive space that you could buy. So I say that it's a little confusing because when you back up your files, like those things can't hold that much. They can't hold more. No, than but if, like, but if you hook that it's up got to four to a USB hard drive, ports, yeah, yeah. On so it. you have to hook it up to an external an external hard yeah, drive. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I I was just so like, like a mini operating system, like a mini yeah. Computer. But yeah. I mean, you could stick a pretty big little SD card in there too. So depending on how um, how much space you needed, I mean, I could have more space on a micro SD card than I do in my Dropbox account. You know, I guess it's just this the point of the the Raspberry Pis and. I'm trying to grasp it because it's basically a tiny computer. Why can't you just yeah. buy a tiny computer? Well, it costs thirty-seven dollars, and there you go. Uh, it uses a very small amount of power, yeah. like less power than it takes to charge your phone. So you can leave it on all the time, like yeah, the DNS issue. Exactly. So it it pretty much just sips power. Um, it's got a quad-core one point two gigahertz processor on it, and a oh really? I didn't it's know it's got it was a dedicated H two sixty four GPU like decoder. So it can play, you can use it as a media center. Like you can take one of these and load uh, XBMC, or I think it's called Cody now, uh, which is basically like a full-fledged media center. So you could either feed it files like from your network, like say you downloaded a bunch of movies or whatever. You could point it to that and it would download all of the cover art for it and make it really easy. Um, I actually made uh, a Raspberry Pi media center for uh, my mom who lives out in like the middle of nowhere. And, uh, made it with the raspberry pi and did um, she think you were bringing her an actual pi no I, and i just <laughs> loaded, my, my grandmother would. i just loaded a bunch of media onto like a, an external hard drive to connect into it and you can control the thing with your remote like your tv's remote control because it takes commands over hdmi hmm. and like there's just so many cool things you can do with them well then i have a question i was considering a while ago getting one because it's basically a tiny portable computer and i thought that i could use it to practice like doing code and stuff, you can load an operating system on it and just hook it up to a monitor and use it. Yeah, or a TV. Uh, just, like anything, it's got as long as you have a keyboard, yeah. yeah. So basically I can load my files, I can load an operating system and just do whatever the hell I want with it. Yeah, pretty much. Its I mean, the, you're kind of limited on the operating systems you can load onto it. Like you pretty much have to pick a flavor of Linux. I think there's like two major ones Can't right be now. like Windows 10. Uh, there is some sort of a Windows 10... Uh, Internet of Things edition uh, that you can download for it. I'm not exactly <laughs> Sounds sure. Sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah, I not think that I'm a huge fan of Windows, but it's what I know. I think it's pretty bare bones, but I haven't played with it yet, and the um, information I saw online was pretty sparse. I mean, you can run Oregon Trail on it all day. Yeah, that's what I know. <laughs> you can actually play Minecraft on it. The uh, Linux that I installed had Minecraft preloaded well, on a, it. It's a what you said quad four or whatever. It's a quad core, one point two gigahertz. I was thinking it was like a four eighty six, anyway. But... Oh, that's cool. Oh, it's way faster than yeah, that. Yeah, no, I know that now. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty impressive. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that it can't do, but uh, another cool thing you can do with it is they've got a $25 little uh, camera module. Oh, it's like can, an HD like camera. I yeah, like a, it's yeah. like an 8 megapixel little camera that you can get. And I, I just actually ordered one of these because I want to start playing around with it. For secret I, webcamming. Well, I'm what I want to do with it is this camera module is so tiny and it's just got this little ribbon cable. So I'm going to try to make it into a, a, like, a security. a like a security camera for my front door. Um, and it's like 37 bucks plus like, I don't know, 20 for the camera and you're set. Yeah. You just get a program, like feed it to your own computer. Yeah. One of my friends had, uh, he showed me this program uh, that he had running on his Raspberry Pi. It's like a dedicated program for just doing security camera mm. footage. Like it can, 
uh, it can sense when there's movement and like either alert you or and you can just hook up sensors only to it anyway. take or re- take video or pictures when it senses movement. Like I heard, like I heard, there's literally there's sensors you can plug into it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I think one of the most appealing things, at least to me, was that if there's something you want to do with it and you don't know how, you can literally Google search it, and there is a way. Someone has already posted how to program it or a program that does the thing oh, for Oh, yeah. You. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, yeah. I was I was messing around with a lot of stuff like that. Guys, we should weekend. all buy one. Come back in two weeks, see what we've done with it. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to glue toilet I, paper I rolls mine, to it. I opened it, and uh, I, I charged it, and... Uh... <laughs> And it doesn't work. And I was. Uh, well, it doesn't have any batteries. Yeah, I, I plugged I, my that, phone in. Well, that it. explains why it wasn't working. You <laughs> could have added a battery pack to it, though. You, I mean, you could run like if you bought one of those uh, Anchor Power Core battery packs or something like that. You could easily run it for how quite, do, a, how does it quite power? a long period Just of time. Just a cable, DC cable or whatever. Micro USB, actually. So one of those would be perfect. Just plug it into whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like your nearby computer. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Like that. I. I want every <laughs> USB port on my actual computer to have a Raspberry Pi in the USB port. I want like. Six of but them. I almost, the world I almost ordered a second one today so I could just have it be dedicated to the, the video thing, but I'm going to play around with the first one a little bit more. Um, it, it pretty much just takes the operating system on the micro SD card, so I am ordered a second one oh, so I can just swap them in and out now. and sort of have two virtual different machines. So it's got uh, USB ports and micro SD. Yeah, it's got four USBs, an Ethernet, uh, micro USB. Does it do wireless or, uh, yet? Does it have wireless? Yeah, micro USB for the power. It's got... Uh, you can plug wireless into it. It's got Wi-Fi it. built into it and oh, Bluetooth. Nice. Damn. At 37? I don't... How? And it's got an interface for uh, Arduinos and different uh, components like that. Is the wireless that good? I mean, $37. I don't know how... I you heard can, that it was a little bit in. spotty. That's why for the Pi-hole app, I plan to just have it... You just Ethernet, plug it directly in. Yeah, just wired in. Can you plug one into another one? Just keep doing it? Just keep forever? Yeah. You can make little cluster computers with it if you wanted. Oh. That's how they made Chappie. <laughs> no, that was... That, that was, would take so many. Wasn't that, PS, wasn't that PS4s? Right, yeah. Whatever. That's PS4s, yeah, yeah. guys. <laughs> Which, a little bit stronger, maybe. Uh, see uh, see our previous Nerdy Show episode where we uh, reviewed the, the abysmal film <laughs> Chappie. Uh, I mean, it was cool. It I'm had sorry. a lot of potential. Uh, if they wouldn't have put Diane word in it, it probably would have like been great. And yet, they were my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Really? Everything else wasn't working. They were what? the only part that, that worked. I hated them. I mean, I'm a Sony fanboy, and that PS4 part really pissed me off. It was so <laughs> stupid. Like You got like 10 PS4s, and it had, it somehow it could run fast enough to do like artificial intelligence. Like, no, you that's not enough. To, to back up an AI, sorry. Anyway, I mean, and didn't take... they just have his like intelligence on like a thumb drive or something too? God, some thumb yeah. drive of the future is probably I... like eighty billion teraflops. The the yeah. sci in that sci-fi was so fucking piss poor. Neil Blomkamp or whatever the fuck. Uh, Which sucked because I loved um, District, District what? Everyone loved District Nine. District Nine was great. So good. District Nine was a young director who probably had people uh, making sure that his movie didn't suck. Well, this was the same guy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But uh, not as much oversight because he had a hit on his hands, as is usually the case in situations like this. Uh, yeah, I love watching District Nine with like Nigerian friends. That's my favorite thing because they're like, "Oh man, that is." That is insulting, but kind of accurate. Nigerian? Like, well, because there's like this gang of Nigerians in District 9. I don't remember that. But it was okay. like a big deal. They sold people cat food. Yeah, and they wanted to eat the arm of the aliens the love cat food. Or the, yeah. yeah, eat the arm of power. the aliens. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't remember that at and, all. Like, I had Nigerian friends. They're like, wow, that's really offensive, but kind of accurate. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Were well. they straight up Nigerian or just South no, Africa? No, straight up from Nigeria. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and I'm just like, wow, that doesn't really make me want to go there. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. But you know, whatever. Did anyone else see the released uh, teaser images for the next Red Dead game? 
No. No. Why didn't you bring that up earlier? Because you were talking about Raspberry Pi Sorry, and I yeah. was getting hungry. Okay, go on. <laughs> Me too. Do tell. Rockstar just uh, like tweeted out like two days ago. They just like tweeted out an image of like a red painted like texture and it just had the Rockstar logo like embedded on it. And it's, and so it's like, no detail. So nothing Thanks. yet. No. But then earlier, I think it was either earlier today or like late last night, they released an image of that same like red painted background. But it's got uh, seven silhouetted figures in front of like a sunrise or a sunset. Are they doing Magnificent Seven? I don't know. That's I'm the thing. At it. Like it it's really, cool. like uh, it's really weird timing when Mag- Ma- uh, the Magnificent Seven just had a, a remake happen, and then they released this image. I don't know what no, the they, deal is. Honestly, this is a. Uh, it looks like a multiplayer only game. Sorry. You know, it's multiplayer is actually like, not a bad idea if it's like co-op with your friends. Like drop in play because everyone's like trying to do drop in well, gameplay. So long as there's a single player campaign, because I what I I haven't I didn't get Star Wars Battlefront because I don't enjoy multiplayer games, and and I heard that I was somewhat uh, vindicated in that because I've I've heard that that Battlefronts uh, is apparently people playing it is dropping off rapidly. Is that I mean that's what I've heard. Oh, recently. I have no idea. I haven't played. I, it I yet, didn't look so. into it, but I heard that, and then that that they're having a when it's they, just the Overwatch. next Battlefront the next Battlefront game will have. A single player campaign because because of that. Well, yeah. Yeah, everyone's gonna want the single player one because the second one. Well, oh, that it. was but, the main but, gripe was that it looked so pretty and there was yeah. no fucking single player and it was all the same shit with the new skin. But the um uh the interesting thing that you brought up about that with if it's multiplayer, I know all these games companies are now like they're super into just wanting to have like the what the, I guess what they're calling like the drop in gameplay where your friends just like sign on, they see that you're on, and they literally drop into your game and you play together like a sustained world. Ooh, fun, so yeah. I mean, this is pure speculation on my part, but I'm just thinking. If the idea is like, oh, let's try and do what the division promised, but in the old west. I hope they don't. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what that you mean? would make division, me angry. Yeah. Of like what they promised, I mean, what they I, promised. The idea that I, I, I could mean, be playing the game and then you can drop in. I didn't play the division. Does Dark Souls already mixed. does that, guys. Dark Souls does that. Or, fine, do it like the way Dark Souls. You don't does want it. them to drop in, but they do it but anyway. The, but the idea of like, look, look what they did with GTA. <laughs> well, no, no, look, look, look at GTA Online where you form your own gang. Well, a cowboy has entered. <laughs> <laughs> And you just start that hiding. That would be great. And you just start hiding because you know they're going to kill you. But if, but if the <laughs> GTA multiplayer sucked at the beginning. They needed a lot of patches. I, have, I haven't played it, so I don't know. I'm just I saying. Never went back. But like with G- GTA multiplayer, they're big on you want to make your own gang. You go on to your own quest. But like do that as I am under a, the impression a cow- that a gang cowboys. People are, are are actually still doing GTA multiplayer quite well. A bit. They made they it. Are, they yeah. made it good at the beginning. You just ran around and did stupid quests that did nothing, and it was and there was no bank heist. It was just bullshit. It, yeah. it, it's actually a lot of fun, and I would probably still be playing it if uh, well now yeah they they've if added it didn't so load much. so freaking slowly. But everything that, you do in that game takes like twenty minutes to load up a map. But if they like, improve that and you put it in the old west, robbing a, a train with your friends dropping in would be pretty uh, cool. I think what if you were, what if you Bor were driving the train, and then like ten people start come up on horses? So real, I'm playing yeah, defend, Microsoft defend, Train Simulator. Defend yeah. your train yeah. from the posse. Eighteen fifty. He's got to press X and square alternating to shovel the coal. Oh, fun! <laughs> That's the only thing you can do. Um, but like, well, you know, esports is a huge thing now, and everyone wants to get mm. on that esports money. So like, Overwatch completely designed to be esports game, which is why there's no fucking story in in the game. Mm. In spite of, all of the, the game, there is yes, <laughs> yeah. but not inside the game. And so like, I, I always argue with Tony about that because it was always about like 
how there's so much story in Overwatch, and I'm like, there's zero story. If in I Overwatch. never, yeah. if, if I never read anything or watched anything, and I just bought this game, I'd be like, there's no story. You just jump in. Why are we killing each other? I don't yep. get it. Zero, um, zero story. I don't want that in Red Dead Redemption. Obviously, we all know they're not going right. to do that with Red Dead Redemption. Their their main point of sale for the last game was the awesome. Oh story. yeah, I'm not saying the whole game should be just you yeah. sh- shooting shit up with your friends, but just like, but like you could turn multiplayer on and then like yeah, as you gotta, a feature, you got to yeah. round up a posse. Exactly. Couldn't that wasn't that already in the game where people could drop in? In the last game, and you could just play multi. There is multiplayer. Was it just deathmatch? I only Uh, played a little bit of the single player. So, well, it would be funny if they brought it back. the The new game was more like Red Dead. um, What was the first one? Revolver. Revolver. And it was just like stages after stages instead of an actual. (laughs) But that was that was a fun game though. Like I like the the. It was not nearly as good as the second. Oh no, of course not. It's the years apart. But like the the dueling aspect, you know, having to draw your gun and everything, and that was fun. They do that. I never really played either. I I watched somebody play Redemption a bit, but that's about the extent of it. Redemption's like the Skyrim of the West. No, except with a story. I watched quite a bit of gameplay. So Grand Theft Auto. It it seemed like it was cool. (laughs) I just never cared enough to actually play it. Save Save a lady from the railroad tracks, and then put her on a different set of railroad tracks. The (laughs) ending, though, guys. You guys haven't both haven't gotten to the end, have you? No, but I'm. I'm, I had it spoiled for me, but whatever. Oh my god, you played it, right? I I I didn't play it, but I I watched a lot play, and I saw how that went down, and it's serious business. Can I spoil it? No, uh, people might listen. Don't okay. don't bother. They'll they'll check it out. And we'll, Guys, I'll link, is, I'll is link to where it. you can buy this at probably a great deal on Amazon. It is worth it. For the and, and you can fund Nerdy Show by buying Red Dead Redemption on Amazon. I should just be like Red Dead Redemption remastered. <laughs> it's like all this hype for nothing. Everyone everyone's been begging for it since like <laughs> since it ended. Oh, that is something. Yeah, I would no, do. I actually saw a joke that uh, somebody said that what Rockstar is probably going to do is just uh, they're just going to have a. A clothing pack for GTA Five. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be a bunch of cowboy hats and stuff like that. Oh, it would be great if you could get a horse though and ride it on the road. Hooey! GTA Five's now got a lasso and <laughs> new hats. All right. To be fair, I would immediately play it again if that was in it. It's so. like you could just steal a car with five hundred horsepower or ride a horse or ride a horse <laughs> with one horsepower. Yeah. Got enough credits? Buy a new GTA Five buggy. <laughs> complete with a horse i would i would love no the amish expansion pack yeah that is it dude that's the gta pack with uh complete with the uh quilting and uh uh, mini game and also barn raising mini game yeah yeah churn the butter oh shit he got the rump spring of power up (laughs) (laughs) never know what's gonna happen now (laughs) let's see if he decides to come back afterwards So we literally don't know anything else besides the pictures. No, but it's it, they've all but announced it basically. So uh, looking forward to hearing more soon because first two games are pretty cool. <laughs> um, so I was in Chicago. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait! Before that, yeah, I've got what? I've got another Western themed oh, thing go, to talk about. Please. Have you guys have you, has have any of you watched Westworld yet? No, not yet. Holy crap! It's so good. You really I watched need to watch the original it. Westworld. Um, you did? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Is it I'm, like West Wing? I, I I kind of I'm, I'm <laughs> interested exactly in like watching the original movie, but uh-huh. I also don't want to in case uh, I like, really, there's some sort of a spoiler. I would thing. say I, if 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 there is potential spoiler stuff in the show, don't watch it because there may be is? there may be something in the movie that informs what happens. So do, good best to avoid it and then go back once it's finished. Well, it I have a speculation that it's possible that the original movie was maybe 30 years before this or something because they they hint at things happening. Oh, maybe in yeah. the past. Um, but what is Westworld? Westworld is a new show on HBO, uh, and they have, from what I understand, a Game of Thrones budget type of uh, 
yeah, budget going into that. So uh, it's uh, about a future theme park where there's robots that are everywhere sort of as reenactors in this Western town and surrounding area. I, I think there's actually a couple of towns and uh, Is the whole theme area. park Western or just one section? The whole theme park is Western. Like but the it's whole, a future theme park. Yes. It's in the future. It's in yeah. the future. Oh, okay. Because okay. the robots look because just like humans. Yeah, the robots are like full androids. They have like flesh and blood kind of. Uh, it looks like they 3D print the flesh on them and... Um, it's Jurassic Park, but with uh, human robots and cowboy outfits. It's what and, fan gamer wants to be. And, and when I say like, it's their conventions, when I say it's Jurassic <laughs> Park in cowboy outfits, I literally mean that because Michael Crichton wrote it. Yeah, same guy who wrote Jurassic Park wrote this. Yes. And uh, oh, I thought Michael Crichton stole Jurassic Park's premise from whoever wrote Westworld. I thought it was a different writer. No, uh, well, the, this current West Westworld is not written by Michael Crichton because he because he passed away. But he wrote the he wrote and directed the original Westworld movie. And then a few years later, well, a few. Wait, 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 wait. He directed the original Westworld movie, really? Yes. He wrote and directed it. Wow. And and then, uh, then I think, like, what, 20, 20, 30 years later, they do uh, Jurassic Park, and it's like pretty much the same movie (laughs) with dinosaur skins. But with dinosaur, yeah. It's reskinned with dinosaurs in HD. So the idea is that they give you, like, a gun and uh, full Western clothes, and you sort of immerse yourself in this town. It's like Like they drop you off into it, and these. The hosts, the, the robots, are just kind of like living out their lives, and they NPCs. all have really, really in, intricate, like lives that you can butt your way into because they they can react and it's adapt. the holodeck with robots. Basically, mm-hmm. it is because you you can kill them; they can't hurt you. Uh, like if they have guns, it's just sort of like you, you can't shoot other people. It seems like they have like exploding skin or something to compensate. I'm, they haven't totally explained it yet. But if you shoot a person, it doesn't do anything, really. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can have sex with them. You can kill them. <laughs> you can do what, pretty much whatever you want. And they have, like, people that try to entice you into quests, like, come on over here and help me catch this guy or whatever. I'll give you a bag like, of gold. Like, maybe a bank robby- robbery will happen in front of you, and you can, uh, you know, thwart the bank robbery. Sounds or you great. can help the bank robbers, or you can, you know... Do you think this is what the new Red Dead game is about? Like a theme park <laughs> of the Western world, but in it the would future? be great that they're like just, just like oh, we got like, a great idea, guys. Halfway through it, like you see like the code, and all of a sudden you wake up and you were just in the thing from Assassin's Creed <laughs> this the entire Ab- time. Abstergo machine. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I would uh, hate but, that. But uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins is in it. That's and, right, he's knighted. And right. uh, one of the McPoyles from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Wow. That's cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been but meaning to so, watch it. So, so good. Like, uh, how, how far are you? Into that, it? That's just the, 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 the base premise of it. And, you know, obviously things start to go wrong for, to make it interesting. But. Um, uh, it, Oral was actually invited up, uh, to Atlanta to host a panel, uh, regarding Westworld. Uh, unfortunately it happened the same weekend as the hurricane. He wasn't able to, to go do that. The whole thing got, I think probably canceled. Um, so yeah, they, they, the promoters contacted Flame On and had him do that. Huh. Interesting. Uh, someone described the show to me um, as the Simpsons episode where they go to Itchy and Scratchy. It's a, almost that's that was a spoof of the original Westworld. Are you sure? Really? I'm dead serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has tones of the themes regarding the Institute from Fallout Four. How is it that, like, 20 years later, I'm just, I still learn new things about old Simpsons episodes? (laughs) It's just new things I never knew. As I get older, I learn more about the episodes. Where nothing can possibly go wrong. Uh, That's uh, possibly go wrong. (laughs) It's the first thing that's gone wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, there was also a sequel to Westworld called Future World. Not as good. 
Yeah, it didn't sound no. doesn't sound good. It's interesting you brought that up because they mentioned that in future seasons of Westworld they would be visiting the other theme parks. Yeah, in because Westworld, in Westworld there there you, oh, you so there are multiple. Yes, it's like it's like uh, there's like Frontierland in Disney and then there's like uh Tomorrowland, same thing Got where it's it. Westworld Universal over here. Adventure, yeah, except Adventure. for the other ones are I believe medieval, medieval and, Rome. and ancient Rome, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, what happens when they all three of them start bleeding into each other? You well, got Roman not, watch, the same watch the original Westworld and <laughs> oh, you might find shit. out. You got that's, why, that's exactly why I'm worried about watching it. <laughs> Not saying it will happen because to be to be completely honest, I think it does look like they're taking the show in an interesting different direction. Like a seven season long interesting Like direction. I said, I, I sort well, of have a theory like they're, they're that maybe exploring more 30 themes. years later. That would be so cool if they did that. Now I'm even more pumped to see Wouldn't if they have it mentioned that. that though, that this was they a thing that happened? They kind of do. Like they, they say like that the there's... Incident. They say that there's like... They pulled the same shit in Jurassic World, so who the fuck cares at yeah. this point? <laughs> like the bots are pretty old. They established that it that this has been going on for at least a hundred years. Oh shit! Then that that almost has to be like a yeah. sequel. That's Man, awesome. Makes, and they they, re- they actually specifically reference stuff that happened like thirty years ago. This makes me just want to uh, get back to, to playing gonna, uh, Fallout: Nuka World. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to dive into the show. Actually, now that I think about it, it couldn't be a hundred years because uh, Anthony Hopkins was supposed to be around like at the beginning, but they showed him. Be the way, like, a long time, young. like a long time has passed. Yeah, maybe like at least fifty years. Then damn, that could be pretty cool. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah. yeah, I highly recommend it. So, Cap, you went to Chicago. I went to Chicago. Cap went to Chicago. I went to Chicago. Um, <laughs> one of the things I did there, which we've been talking about in weeks leading up to this, was uh, I met up with the team of one, uh, from One Shot Podcast. The they they do you you, you may you may have heard them, uh, podcast listeners. They they do actual play tabletop role playing, and they kind of do a different uh, <laughs> not like us, not, actual. Well, no, that's what it's called. It's called it's called actual play. We do actual play as well, but ours are audio dramas, and theirs are. I mean, they're dramatic, but they're without the the music and sound effects and all the things that cause us to uh, have delayed releases. Well, um, you also get the authentic gaming experience, whereas with us, it's more about well, you, you, you know, we, we give people an cinematic. authentic experience, yeah, but it, yeah. we do it is cinematic first and foremost, exactly. But anyway, they do a great show, and uh, and I met up with them for the first time, and we did a uh, Twitch stream playing the tabletop game Betrayal at the House on the Hill. Had a great time. We'll link to where you can check out that entire playthrough on this episode's page. Basically, I'm saying go check that out because that's a thing in and of itself. But I did. I never played Betrayal before. We we talked about Betrayal a little bit in our recent board game episode. Mm-hmm. I I loved it. I had a great time. If you're a fan of Betrayal and aren't aware, a the first expansion for that game ever, and it's been like over a decade since that game's been out. The first expansion ever just came out. Is it related to something called Betrayal at Crondor? That you know of? No. Okay. I don't think so. Just, uh, I'm just, just wondering. What's that? You know, it was an old, old game that was an old D and D game for a computer back when they had four eighty six processors, um, and it was just called Betrayal in very large letters. D and D game um, of Cron- at Crondor, and I, I just thought maybe they were related, and no. they probably are. They probably are. <laughs> they probably. Are. It's a D and D game. It's called Betrayal. Well, this was is, this, this was isn't a D and D game. Was this the type of game? Oh, it's that, not. It, it's this is this is a, a tabletop. Like a board, board game. game, straight up like board game. You 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 draw tiles. Are there and dice? Build. There are dice. Then yes. it's a D and D game. <laughs> are <laughs> okay, there? You sta- heard it here, are guys. there stats? Yeah, there's well, stats. There you go, D and D. I think about <laughs> I think around five years ago or something. I used to play that game all the time. Betrayal. And the first, I think, yeah, Betrayal at House on the Haunted Hill or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was another thing is we could never remember how to say the name of it, um, but. The first, I think, dozen times I played that game, I was always the traitor, and I always won. So people really hated playing with me. 
It sounds like fun. I feel like we should do this next time. Uh, I would love See, to. I'm, I'm actually a little hooked on it now. So. See, but or you could just play 13 Dead End Drive where everybody's the betrayer all the time. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Have you played this game, Doug? No. Do you... It's, this is different, and I think I, it's, I know. I think it's I'm better. just trying. To, I'm just trying to oversimplify it for the sake of just being dumb. <laughs> I okay. still haven't played Finga, so whatever. Yeah, you're whoever's the traitor is always random, and that's why it was really weird that I was the traitor like a dozen times. That's why no one trusted you after that. Yeah, <laughs> and still to this day, <laughs> this is what happens in like the Battlestar Galactica game that I used to play a shit ton of. Everyone used to think I was the traitor, but I was just a shitty human. I never. I was never. A, I was. I was never a Cylon. I was Sir Madam President who had cancer. But I was. I was just an asshole. But I was never a Cylon. Like throw her out of the air. Like no, guys. But fuck you. Now you're gonna die. So I. I was there. I, I had a lot of fun. I did a lot of cool things. I. I uh, ate, ate some wonderful food. Did you meet Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago? Uh, uh, you know, I. I didn't meet Abe, but I, but we had some. We had some mm. close calls over the years. Um, uh, so, but here's the you thing. You had some near Abe experiences. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, spe- speaking of sausages, I um, I had a moment where I was basically left to my own devices, and I thought, okay, so I, I've got the day. Let One me, whole moment. Let wow. me. Well, because I was I was hanging out with with my pal Mike Rothman, who's uh, editor in chief of Consequence of Sound. People might know him from uh, appearances on State of the Empire, occasionally. Um, that was mo- like we mostly it was it was us hanging out and then also doing work. Um. And we had some great times. We watched some great films. Maybe I'll get into that. Um, but there was this one moment where he went off to work. I got up late and was like, all right, so uh, what am I going to do? So I looked up a, a website of weird things to do in Chicago to find some stuff. Because I, I, I've been to Chicago quite a bit. Find something I hadn't done before. Well, um, there, there's, this, uh, there's this British show called Travel Man. Uh, it's uh, hosted by Richard <laughs> Iowati, a.k.a. Moss from IT Crowd. And it's so a, good. It's a so great good. show. You can watch all of it on YouTube. Um, the premise is basically he goes to a di- foreign country for two days with a friend of his. He has basically a miserable time because he's a stick in the mud and his friend usually has a great time and they're usually like comedians. And the they always say, well, we'll spend as little as possible. But then he's like, we rented a royalty hotel room for 5,000 pounds. And it's just like, wow, okay. <laughs> on, on one of the episodes, and I thought it was Istanbul, but I tried to verify and it, it didn't quite look right. There was, um, he went to a, a Turkish bathhouse. And this in, uh, in, this insane thing happens where um, it's got these these steam rooms these these like cedar steam rooms and and then you get beaten by a um, you know that's a traditional thing in like Russia even in like Greece yeah the base, yeah. but basically they get they, they take this this branch this like a, a, a thrice soaked 
tree branch so it's pliable and these these guys beat you with a tree branch after you, after you've been in the steam room or what's, while you're in the steam what's room. the purpose of it uh exfoliation and and so you do this and then you can they just hand you a loofah no because it's your back well a lot in, of it's in, your back too and you can't reach it man. in the in the 20th century yes probably but but basically i saw this on this, this the old this, ways and the best ways here <laughs> I, I saw this on the show and thought that's crazy. I bet I'll never see that in America. Turns out uh, there's one of a handful in America. It's this old bathhouse um, that's now been rebranded. as It's called Red Square because it, it's uh, okay. Russian. Okay, yeah, well, um, there, that's why. There and, you go. And it was frequented by Al Capone. It's been open since like the early 20th century. Who was suspected of being a commie. It all makes sense now. <laughs> don't Russian go there and ask for the Al Capone. Um, <laughs> anyone, I'll take one Al Capone, please. It's like, no, sir, you don't want that. You leave with syphilis. <laughs> So I uh, I thought okay so let me let me look into this because bathhouses they have they have a reputation there I've never been to one before I'm so surprised and you've never heard of this there what do you mean I've never heard of this I, I told you I've heard of this which is why I found I, I saw that it was in Chicago and oh okay I thought I thought re- you were like I just learned of this recently no I, I saw it on, with I saw it on, I saw it on Travel Man that's right and and then flash forward and then, to there yeah, yeah and then saw yeah. like oh my god they actually they actually offer this here they're one of like several locations in this entire country that does this weird thing um, and I, I, but it seemed like a very respectable uh, place it has a, a Russian a really fine dining Russian restaurant on the top of it they offer like full uh, massage spa pedicure services and everything and then also have this old um, like Turkish steam room bathhouse thing going on downstairs and I was like geez I don't know if I want to do that it's pretty weird um, but I, I do I am a sucker for for new and different experiences uh, it's in a part of town I was going to go to anyway probably they got some great bookstores there so maybe I'll, I'll pop in I'll see how I feel about it and maybe it will maybe it won't I don't know so I go there um, it's very nice. There's uh, a really nice lady at the front desk. She shows me around, and I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll I'll do this." So I and here's where things went horribly wrong. Not not wrong. Just, <laughs> it's just it's just very. It was just it was very strange. So um, first of all, my my biggest concern is well, okay, so this is it's it's traditional so it's it's segregated there's a there's a male section there's a female section there is a co-ed section but it's very small it doesn't have the same amenities that the others have and i i said to her like look um uh, i'm a trans person so what is that is that going to be a problem like what's the clientele like is this is this is this going to be an issue and she's like well i i, I don't know what are, you, what are you comfortable with i'm like well i'm comfortable with whatever it, i'm it's i'm probably going to make them uncomfortable and she's like well if you're comfortable then you know. would have been fine in the male one. I mean, because th- if you go to the female one and they say a well, penis. Yes. I mean, that was a clear yeah, yeah. not going to do that. Thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I went in the male one. I go down there. It's very clean. Very nice. Um, all It's like, I mean, it's four. It's f- three or four p.m. on a Friday. Like practically no one's there. But the people who are there, it's all Russians. I'm hearing nothing but Russian talk. There's like Putin on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's Russian TV. What have you done? And and it's like I'm like okay, this is this like is... turns into Eastern Promises real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it mostly they're just hanging out in this this like dark like lounge area, sitting on recliners. Did anybody watching. call you comrade and give you bear hug? <laughs> no, it didn't happen. I just um, want to know if you made it out alive. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's. I, I go in they got, they got all these shower stalls you're supposed to shower and then you know like do the steam room so so there's a there's a regular steam room I've never been in any steam rooms um it's like you know it's full of full of steam in there then there's the Turkish steam room which is which is what they call a wet steam room except it's not wet it's actually extremely dry and there's figs everywhere you, it make it gets you wet because you sweat right well you yeah yeah you fucking get wet um <laughs> 
it's like three three didn't like, like didn't know you like to get wet cap three levels of of cedar planks so it smells like cedar and and bricks in there and you uh it's extremely dry it's it's really hot like every breath in through your nose kind of burns and uh and and you feel like a like a like a loaf of bread or like a, a salmon on a cedar plank like you know <laughs> cooking in there so delicious uh, got it yeah very delicious um and and then so you're meant to be in there for like 10 to 5 minutes and then jump into a freezing cold pool of water or douse yourself That's in right, the That's right, they do that. Did you please tell me you did that? Of course I did that. That's what I'm there for. It's it's basically the ice bucket challenge, but they do it all the time. Yeah, but you, but you you get real hot and then you get real cold. Um I mean, I played this game once upon a time uh during the Florida Scholastic Press Association, a a event for the the yearbook group that uh, that I, I worked with in high school, we we hung out at a at a hotel for this convention uh, and would jump from the jacuzzi to the uh, to the swimming pool and have a similar experience, but not even remotely as intense as this. Uh, so it was it was strange, it was unusual. There was a lot of social nudity, um, and and but then the thing is, is that I did I did sign up for the plots which I believe if I'm remembering the name correctly which plots? is which is the the, the leaf hitting the, the leaf hitting oh please tell me you I, got that I did do that wow. I did do that nice how'd it um, feel did it sting this uh this was a very unique experience I I'm gonna <laughs> attempt to exp- I mean I've already kind of given the, the basic gist of it but basically you start you're you're in the the wet steam room you're lying face down and this old Russian guy who doesn't hardly speak any English starts hitting you with this tree. Um, <laughs> That's just a fucking and, tree. <laughs> and it's and it's like it's it's quite intense. And there's a towel over your head, so your head doesn't get like your hit. Um, so you can't and see it, what's it's, happening. It gets like it's it's at first you're like, oh, this is a, it's an interesting uh, you know sensation. Okay, sure. But like I don't know how long I was in there. I don't know how long this lasted. You lose all sense of time. But after a while, you're like. <laughs> My God, this is this is getting very intense, and it's like drawing breath in this steam room, especially with a towel over your head. You start your your breathing starts getting shallower, and it's almost like I was like, wow, if I was claustrophobic, just being under this would feel like yeah, I would feel trapped. Um, and uh, it it got to the point where it was like it was really intense. And I was like, whoa, like this is getting and just just at that point, it was over. I jump in the cold thing, and then I get back in there and do face up. Oh shit, you did it again. Well, that's that's how you got it. You got to do both sides. Did he hit your wiener? No, you, they put uh, they put a towel over that. What you don't want them to hit your wiener with a tree? I mean, I don't. Someone might, but I I don't. That's not BDSM. That's not. Up for, not no. That's not. That's not my scene. I want to have my wiener um, hit with that a tree. That said, I could see how anyone who's that. anyone who's into punishment of any kind would be all over this, but might probably you know get a unsightly public erection, which I I think would be frowned <laughs> on in this in this case. I did not because I I don't enjoy that. Um, but the thing is that at this point, face up. Oh my god! It got so much more intense. It was. Well, you're, it's more sensitive. Is this like painful or what? Like, what is uh, that? It, it was. It was more like it's not pain, but it's sensation. It's it's out of control sensation after a while. And like I said, you lose sense of time. And you use a towel over your face, and then it doesn't sting it, because like I've been hit with palm fronds before, and it's like it I mean, kind yeah, of stings yeah. like it, the it, edges. It does. Like, it does sting, like, but it doesn't hurt. Except that it. Except if it's doing it for like thing thirty was, minutes. After a while, like I thought, I got thinking like. My, my breathing got shallower and I started panicking, which I'm not prone to do. But I was like, this is this is crazy. Like, should I tell him to stop? Can I even handle this anymore? Uh, what's going on? And just the point that I'm like about to freak out, like, because I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, it's just 
I don't know. I've never experienced anything like that. But the like, okay, this isn't this isn't pain. It's not pain, but it is torture. This is like torture. This is this is like something someone might do to psychologically destabilize somebody, and then it was over. Uh, just as it was getting like as but to the point where I was starting this to really how the Russians question get you, things. By the way, um, and then I jump in the cold pool. The old guys like get in there. You stay in there, okay? And I was like, it's like because it's freezing. It's like like hypothermia inducing water. Uh, and I get out, and I'm I'm and this time it's way more intense than the last time, and I'm shaking and uh, um. And I'm, I'm laughing and I can't, I, I'm like, I'm out of control of my body. I'm just sitting down. He puts a towel over my head and I'm like, I'm just like shaking. And you're naked and con- the whole convulsing. time. Like yes. And you yeah. paid for this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was an experience though. Um, it, but I mean like it, it was, but here's what happened. As soon as I'm, I'm, I'm shaking, I'm out of the cold water. My, I feel in my body this like, like chemicals, like chemicals coming out of, of parts of like the recesses of my body. And I'm that feeling was this, your soul. This insane exiting. endorphin rush where I'm just, I, I'm in love with, with everybody. I'm thinking about how much I love my friends. Like I'm just, it was, it was this Sounds weird. Sounds like you almost died. It was weird. You're <laughs> boring. That man beat you nearly within an inch of your life without you knowing Wait, it. Wait, if it's a You were too to... polite to say anything. <laughs> I'm you so You were the most vulnerable you've ever been with a room full of, the, of, 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 of Russians who may or may not have been the mob in your mind and you barely make it out alive. And and that's that's what that's what really happened. That's my armchair diagnosis. <laughs> and I mean, if it's if it kind of makes you feel or induces like euphoria or, or endorphin rush or whatever, then why why is Russia so angry if they're all getting this done? I, I don't. I mean, we'll cut probably. That's also a, a generalization. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I did. I did see a dude in like a Soviet hat, like the kind with like it's pointy but has like ear flaps. He was wearing that in the wet steam room, beating himself with the <laughs> with the He's sticks. himself yeah. off. Um, <laughs> so he's yeah, just, so I did that's that. That's really and, sad. Did you like? I'll help you out, guy, because he's just sitting there hitting himself. He like, would have given me this look, like the fuck you say. Um, <laughs> Nobody wants to hit themselves. Um, but it was, it was. Uh, you said, yeah, I, I paid for it, but it was actually like this place was like it was super nice and it was super cheap. Like it was, it's thirty bucks and you can be in there all day long using that's the sauna. Cheaper as much than as a Raspberry Pi three, and and then it's it's thirty <laughs> it's thirty more bucks for the traditional uh, plots. Well, that's more or whatever it's called. Um, and. And then the massages were also like super cheap as well. So uh, I did a very unusual Wait, thing. The, it was thirty dollars just to get hit with the sticks. Yeah. Wow. They're special sticks. I mean, it, passed down. He's a trained. He's a trained generation. Russian guy. He didn't speak any English. So how uh, trained do you have to be to hit someone with a fucking stick? Well, or um, a tree leaf. Thing, or I don't know. There, there were there were lasting repercussions, and I don't know if, if this is if this is supposed to happen. I don't. Maybe he didn't do a good job. Maybe I should get my money back. Like I don't you know. Love Russia now. Um, but. Uh, uh, I, I did end up with marks all over my body. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, obviously it's gonna happen. It was like be it's like it, like, it was like hickeys from like a space insect. Like, just, <laughs> I mean, not 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 welts, not bruises, but like hickey like like points where the the blood was drawn under the skin. But maybe it's because I have weak ass skin. I think you know, it's your well, first time going there. Maybe like you never uh, been hit with a stick like that. Well, I think jump, it's the, te- the, out of the, cold water. the temperature change too. Like if you if you're in a lot of like heat and it brings the blood more to the surface and you get beat. You know that that happens, but but it, it was it was it was fascinating experience, and it also um, I, I learned something for for D and D. Like I've never been in uh, environments <laughs> that were uh, you know that that hot before. Like like, and I've never basically like I've never tunnels? been in the steam, steam tunnels. tunnels yeah. But now I've experienced two different kinds of steam tunnels. So uh, so just you know can add to the Jamella performance. I'm so you've never you've never like gone into your shower, turned off the fan, and like plugged the door with a towel and just. Turn it, the shower on hot and well, just like it, took a shower and be like, well, we yeah. shut the lights off. I, mean, I love that. It's I love, not, I, it's I love not really that. like that. That's it, hot. It's it's not. It's like steam room. It hot. is nothing compared to this. Maybe your air, air conditioning. Like on. it's more know. like building a, a hot box out in Arizona and hanging out in that with no humidity and 
super high well, heat. Yeah. No, it, it's not it's, a lot of intense light. It's things that would that would be considered abuse if you weren't doing them of your own volition. Is this like hot yoga almost? I've never done uh, that. Oh, if you know. were doing yoga, then yes, it would be exactly okay. like that. <laughs> I've been in one of those rooms where they put like coals in the thing and then steam comes out. Is that similar? That is a sauna, I, yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. I don't well, know. I mean... It, it wasn't dry. No. Um, anyway, so that was that was a thing. I also uh, finally caught some of Ash vs. the Evil Dead. How is it? Because the second Fantastic. season they're working on. Fantastic. It's really good. Second yeah. season's coming out right now. They're on oh. episode three. Um... I watched the first two episodes. I, I I wanted to watch it as soon as it came out, but it's on stars and I, I don't have stars. Um, so it, it was incredible. This is like this is better than any film could be. It's uh it's the perfect better did you than finally, Army of Darkness. Did you understand my my fan theory yet? Yes, and I agree <laughs> with it. Um I guess I should watch it. But you no, know, I mean I, is it better than Army of Darkness? I, I don't know, I can't say, but but as is it it's a it's a 100% quality Evil Dead experience. The best Evil Dead experience you could ever have. See, I thought it was going to be terrible, but it's actually pretty No, it's really good. It is it's... so spot on. It's crazy. Well, what's the name of the store that he works in? Uh, it's not S-Mart because no. they didn't have the rights to Army of Darkness. Kind of, oh, they do in season two. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. shit. But in the first season, they didn't. They hadn't yet been able to acquire the rights to reference Army of Darkness in any way, including S-Mart and his robot hand. Is it K-Mart? Uh, Wait, they couldn't. It was re- like they couldn't reference no, his robot like a, hand. It was, it was like, like a, a save a lot. Or yeah, something. it was like a Best Buy knockoff. If they couldn't reference his robot hand, then how the hell? What, what was what was on his hand? Uh, a wooden a cedar cedar wood. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, just hand. like a wooden a hand. fake yeah. wooden hand. Yeah. Oh, weird. But what about his cool gauntlet? Whatever. Well, he's got the gauntlet, and that's what the the chainsaw attaches. Oh, to. nice. Okay, that was whatever. That's fine. Um, but it was fantastic. I also saw It Follows, um, a horror film from last year, which was uh, highly praised and uh, is is very cool. And the more you say about it, the less effective it is. So I'll just say it was good, and you should check it out. And I'll link to it on this episode's page. And uh, I watched the uh, the David Lynch film uh, Wild at Heart, which uh, starring Nick Cage in a uh, snakeskin jacket, um, which represents his individuality. And it was uh, is this a newer film? No, it's like ninety three. Um, that was a hoot. What? Oh, it's not. Uh, I'm thinking. Sorry, I'm thinking of that. Uh, what raising Arizona? Or yeah, raising with, Arizona with was, was much older. Yeah, never mind. Um, speaking of Twin Peaks, the secret history of Twin Peaks has come out. This is the um, the the book by Mark Frost, the co-creator of Twin Peaks, and it is it tells you everything you need to know about the town that uh, that from the prehistory before the show all the way up to the time in between the show ended and the show coming back early next year. This thing is a tome. It's huge. What it? I like that. There's a great horn owl on the front. This thing is about 400 pages. It's it's over 350 pages. Yeah, and it's chock of additional material about Twin Peaks. It, it's it's pretty cool. Back in the uh, the 1991, they uh, Pocket Books produced this book called Welcome to Twin Peaks: Access Guide to the Town, which was this. They had this series called Access Guide to the Town. So they make one say Boston Access Guide to the Town, but they made one for a <laughs> fictional show back in 91, and it was also like co-written by Mark Frost. And uh, this this new book is like this travel book times a million i i read the first 40 pages of it and learned more about um the travels of lewis and clark than i ever did in um in school in high <laughs> school yeah oh i like that this this is a map though that's really cool uh i mean like this, this digs into uh our actual american history with lots of nuances for things that don't get talked about and spins fiction into it in a way that's indistinguishable i i actually don't like i don't know what, what's fact and fiction anymore hmm. have you seen the back of this the, the other things you can get or was that fake or real? No, that's real. I have both those books. The this... Secret Diary of Laura Palmer. Yeah, which is a fantastic book. It's oh, really good. So cool. So uh, we'll be I'll, I'll be reviewing that more on the next episode of Book Club. And speaking of Book Club, we ha- our new episode is recorded. It is coming out soon. We don't know when yet, but very soon. I'm working on it. Um, 
that means you still have a little bit of time to finish reading Handmaid Tale. It, or <laughs> Brandon, you screwed me up. A Handmaid's Tale. A Handmaid Tale. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if um, uh, if you haven't yet, and uh, also you need to make sure to subscribe to the Nerdy Show Book Club feed because we're not going to be releasing it in this Nerdy Show, the Nerdy Show Show feed anymore. It's going to be in its own feed exclusively. So do that. Um, now we might as well take the opportunity to thank the awesome people who make Nerdy Show possible. The, this show and the entire network are listener-supported. And we have some new patrons who've joined us to uh, to help make our magic happen. That's Dylan Barber and Jennifer Clinkenbeard. I, that, is, that, is, that is a beautiful name. Clinkenbeard. I think of a beard made from, from beads and jewels. Or Lincoln Logs. Yeah, it'll work too. Sounds German. Dylan, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us. And if you want to join us, well, you can help fund everything we do and get cool stuff in return, including early releases and uh, all kinds of bonus content, hours and hours of bonus content in, in audio form as well as, uh, as well as other forms as well. So you should totally do that. If you go to nerdyshow.com slash support, you'll find all kinds of ways to help us out. Now, uh, Brandon, you've been playing some video games. I've been playing a video game. Um... Uh, there's no way I'm topping your Russian story with this shit. <laughs> and honestly, none of you in this room are going to be interested in it but me, but the fans might. So I'm going to talk about it for a minute. <laughs> so I'm a huge fan of the Dragon Quest series because it came out around the same time as Final Fantasy. And I, you know, grew up playing Nintendo games and Super Nintendo games. Um, so Dragon Quest One came out in 1986. And I have to talk about this for a bit because it leads into my my other thing. So... Dragon Quest One, you play as like this this descendant of a of a hero of light, or Erdrick, whatever, and you go around. Basically, the game starts. You just thrown out into the world. And you have to find the items to get to the Dragon Lord and kill him. And that's the game. It's a 1980s NES game. Get over it. But <laughs> here's the thing: you get to the end, and the thing that th- threw me off when I first played this um, was you talk to the Dragon Lord for a bit before you fight him, and he's like, "Do you want to share half the world with me? I plunge it into darkness and share it with me?" And you're like yes you can choose yes or no so like yes and he's like are you sure relinquish your weapon and you know give me thine weapon and we'll we'll party he doesn't say that but i'm paraphrasing and you, if you hit yes again <laughs> literally the world gets plunged into darkness he tricks you and like casts you into some i don't know dark realm for eternity and then it says game over and you hear the death music and you lose your entire everything you've done up to that last dungeon because you can only save in one place in the entire game. Ooh, um, so, shit. Yeah, so <laughs> obviously you're supposed to hit no and fight him. Now, this new game that just came out called Dragon Quest Builders takes place um, with the premise, what happens if you clicked yes? What happened to the world after that? You know, if you if you did try to join him and he fucked you over and uh-huh. the world got plunged into darkness. So this new game kind of is like a clone, uh, not a clone, but it plays like Minecraft terraria um dragon quest and act razor uh-huh i was hoping you were gonna say act razor. yeah and there's there's reviews of it that say it's basically minecraft for people who hate minecraft and they're absolutely right it is one of the funnest games i've played in the past couple years i absolutely am in love with this i'm game. trying to figure out how how all that fits together what does it look like it's basically you know blocks uh-huh um, the enemies aren't though. They're but with updated graphics, it's not like Minecraft pixel art kind of shit. Is it first person? It's third person. Okay. So essentially, as the game goes, you take place hundreds of years later as you are the hero from the first game with no memory, and you're guided by this goddess who basically says, "Since you have no memory, she's like, remember, you are not a hero." And she just says that to you, and you're like, "What does that mean?" And you slowly find out that you're you fucked the entire world up as the hero 
you you gave it up and like plunged the world of darkness. Everyone's dead. Uh, the, every city's in in like crumbling ruins, and your only goal is to rebuild the cities, like fend off waves of attacks. And the game is segmented into different like quests and chapters. So unlike Minecraft, different areas of the world are sealed off until you progress. Mm -hmm. And it's not um, a randomly generated terrain. It is literally the entire game of the first, the, the original game. So I've been playing it for a couple of days now, and it, it is. If you're a Dragon Quest fan, which I don't know if any of you here are, but it is absolutely a game that you should play. It, it looks it, exactly like Minecraft with like a high with res skin. Yeah. Because you can add texture packs to Minecraft but it's so and much have better. it look a lot better. Like it, like I said, there's there's actually quests and direction in every area. There's completely different ways to make things. And, hmm. and do, you the, do you have to be really creative to be able to build these buildings? You can do whatever you want. But so they, that's there are what certain, I don't like certain, about Minecraft well, is I'm not creative. There are certain quests where they're like, well, we need we need this done. Like you can build different rooms and like infirmaries and armories and you can build them however you want. As long as they have certain items within them, they'll turn into an armory. But mm. you have, you know, you have a certain allotted space. You have to build the town up because it's going to be attacked. And basically you survive and then try to build up like the next town and bring like people back to the world and all that. And you're, you're the only one who remembers like the knowledge of how to like build shit. <laughs> so the entire world is just screwed and you're the only one who can fix things and, and you fucked up. So this is you repenting for destroying the world in the first place. That's crazy that 30 years later, they're the, exploring this alternate reality. Yeah. And it's, it, it is. And that's, that's what really attracted me to the game. It was a kind of depressing. I was like, Oh, this is what happens if you did decide to not fight the main bad guy and let him win. Okay. I can live with that. And, and or if you just stop playing the game halfway and then you almost like Animal Crossing where like if you leave it for too long and you come back and you're like, oh, shit, things are bad. cockroaches and weeds yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You just sleep forever in the game. Yeah. So so the, the thing people don't, I don't think a lot of people realize this in America is that Dragon Quest is way more popular than Final Fantasy in, in Japan. It is like double the popularity of Final Fantasy. Well, kids get let out of school because of Dragon Quest. Yeah, right? like you'll what? you'll see icons yeah. of like little slimes with smiley faces everywhere, little blue slimes, it, way more than you'll see like Final Fantasy characters anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Quest is like Sesame Street over there. Like when the new one comes out over there, schools are shutting down. Like Dragon Quest, I think ten, which I hope comes here because Dragon Quest Builders actually is sold out everywhere. Like it's actually doing a killing right now. And I actually do like it because it's not Minecraft where you just wander around aimlessly and try to figure out how to build things. It's 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 a little simpler, but there's more direction. It's not like it's simple that it sucks. I think it's I would just... still hate it. Why? Why would you hate it, boy? He's just a fan of Peasant's Quest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well Boar hates everything. That's I mean, not he, true. It's fun. He plays. I, I just want to type in a command like "throw baby" and be done with it. He loves um. <laughs> You know, the World he, of Warcraft, he, Ogre he, Simulator. He, lo he loves he loves dark matter. Get ye flask, <laughs> but you cannot get ye flask. He loves he loves, <laughs> he loves Stargate. I did well. You know what? I like Dark Matter and Stargate too. I just watched. I just started watching and I Dark Matter about, season two. Yeah, I just talked about that last week, and it's on yeah. Netflix now. So if you were intrigued yeah. by Dark Matter on the last episode, it's season one and two are all on Netflix now. So watch it, damn it. Yeah, and if you you know, even Brandon likes it apparently. Well, because I've been looking for a show similar to Farscape for years, and this is the closest thing I got. So it's less goofy. I know Farscape it should be more goofy. goofy. Honestly, it could use more goofy. But whatever. see, you also said Stargate Two, and there was rumors that they want to make a Stargate Two. Well, they are, but it's a it's a, it's a reboot, it's a reboot oh, of the movie. Reboot. So That's... Kurt Russell, bye. You were for nothing. Oh man, there's dinosaurs though. I'm kidding. There's no fucking dinosaurs. Well, I mean, it could be. It's Stargate. It it's a Can reboot. they at least work James Spader into it? No, he's doing that other show right now. Blacklist. Yeah. That's really good. It's Mainly pretty, because James Spader is Well, he it. wrote it, I think. That's why. He's like an executive producer, maybe. I, I thought he wrote some of it, but it, that's why it's good. 
He should be in the new Stargate. I don't know how we started talking Why about Stargate. Why reboot it? Start because you said Stargate. He could be the general or something. He could no. Mm-mm. I want him to be Daniel yeah, he Jackson. Be one, he could be the one. That I sent want him, him back. to be an old Daniel Jackson, <laughs> and and even if it's rebooted, he's like oh, I'm just translator, but he's just old. Like no. he's gone. It's because it's a Roland Emmerich joint. It, he, he's just like uh, Brent Spiner and uh, I actually and Independence Day. Like go. two of them should come together, and they're both like these mad scientists trying great. to crack how to open this thing. Why aren't you writing this? I should. Yeah, I grew to like the new Daniel Jackson better. From SG One. Wait, wasn't that the same? No. Oh, okay. Michael okay. Shanks is like ten years younger than James Spader. Okay, I thought I thought the same guy from the movie was also in the series for a bit. No, no. Okay, I was wrong. No, they nobody from the movies. Well, actually, there are a few people from the movie in the series, but it's like side characters. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all I got, guys. Hey, speaking of things with a budget uh, befitting a, sci- uh, a sci-fi channel movie, um, uh, I did see uh, I, I, the follow-up to a, a conversation from an earlier episode. I did finally see uh, Phantasm Ravager, the fifth installment of, uh, of Phantasm. Haven't we seen that before? Uh, no, no. The, this is the fifth one. It the just fifth, came out. Oh, for fifth fuck's and sake. Final. I couldn't even handle the fourth one. What, what kind of existential <laughs> bullshit happens in this one? Well, first, before you get to that, what was it what you hoped it would be? Well, um... It finished the series, uh-huh. and and considering that uh, the entire cast is super old and Angus Scrim is dead, mm-hmm. the, uh, then that needed to happen. Mm-hmm. What I learned about this that I didn't know going into it was that uh, it was actually filmed in secret over several years as a series of vignettes, and they realized we have enough footage we could make a film out of this. Oh, so it actually it it's about. It's, it's as disjointed or maybe even more disjointed than, than the narrative of the first film, which isn't a bad thing. It's actually a, a good thing. But it actually, it's so, they, this is a, an act of necessity. I love the Phantasm movies. They're super weird. And um, uh, and it's a narrative that's that's crazy and everything is on a cliffhanger. Um, but it, it had, was building towards something big. It's so big that in the mid-90s, um, Roger Avery, who uh, co-wrote... Pulp Fiction and uh, wrote and directed Rules of Attraction was um, had a, had a, a script for Phantasm Five like that was going to be starring Bruce Campbell as a general and there was going to be this kind of like world war against these like extra dimensional beings and so on and uh, Phantasm Four was made to try to like garner interest to make that happen but unfortunately it didn't end up going down. I mean, you watched we watched that that movie together, didn't we? Uh, at one point, yeah. Yeah, Phantasm Four. I still don't understand to this day. I love Phantasm Four so mm-hmm. much. It, it's my second favorite. Didn't after the he first turn one. into a floating death orb at the end? The main character. Uh, you resolve that. There were some strange things that happened there, um, yeah. and uh, don't don't expect much in the way of resolution. <laughs> okay, um, but I won't. Uh, this this movie. So we're talking like eight hundred by six hundred, or what? <laughs> wow! <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> uh, this movie's this movie's super weird. It jumps all around the place. It's not perfect. It's far from perfect. The production value is pretty low. Um, but so six forty by four eighty. If, you, if you're a Phantasm fan, you should see it. You'll enjoy it. I enjoyed it, but it's uh, it's the best we could do, and that's it's a it's a labor of love, and it's the best we could do. So that's that's what we got. Are you gonna buy the new box set then, with that has an orb with all the discs in it instead of just four? Uh, if there is such a thing, yeah, because it'll probably be Blu-ray. Oh yeah, you and do. and currently what my my Phantasm box set is uh, Region Two. Um, so yeah, I because there's there's a there's a rights issue with Phantasm Two, and the Blu-ray naturally has better resolution. Right. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, so yeah, there's that. And I don't know if we do. Or is this the end of the show? 
Are I we... don't see why not. We we actually talked about it way more than I thought we were going to. <laughs> I got a question then. Uh, since I've never seen any of the Phantasm movies, would it be an interesting experiment that would make sense at all if I watched them all in reverse order? No. No, don't do that. Uh, it, would, just... it would be not... I can tell you how it would, how it would, be, it would not be rewarding. It would not at all be rewarding. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, it's so weird and so like, it's disjointed. It's not like a Tarantino and so, film. And, and just so out, out there. I just like... I just That's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Well, here's the, It's not that weird in the beginning. Like The first like two are just like almost cut and dry horror films and they're cool and there's like different things in it that you won't see in a normal horror movie. But you get into like three or maybe even just four and it becomes like a weird kind of psychedelic existential crisis movie. Which, which the fifth one still is. Yeah, but the first so. two are just straight up like horror movies. I'm just fascinated by like these really popular movie series or movie things and people coming at them from a weird angle that that's really unique. Like for example, there's a fan edit of Fight Club where they remove all of the narration. I would love to see that. So the whole thing is just Edward Norton silently staring off into space sometimes. <laughs> and then like there'll be a flicker of Brad Pitt behind him. That's amazing. And yeah. And I want, to, I want to see someone watch that movie who's never seen Fight Club. I don't think and, you can do and, any of this with Phantasm. But I'm just saying like the idea of like watching a famous horror series in reverse or something like that, especially it, Phantasm, which is so heady. Like I, I wonder what that would be you like. Would, you would basically have things revealed backwards. And so you would you would not have the gift of the rising motion of like of discovering sure. I mean more. maybe there wouldn't be any great revelation There's of like oh if you watch it in reverse it's like even better like I'm not even saying that but just like what kind of experience would that be other than just maybe but the way Cap's describing it, it would just be a disappointing experience <laughs> maybe <laughs> there there was this I saw it in theaters it actually started with a video of uh, recapping the the four prior films, it's like it was like an instructional video of for anyone guy. who happened to walk walk into that one first. Yeah, and there was there the. It was at a, at a smaller theater, so there was a, a person who came out on stage and actually asked, "So, who, who has anybody here not seen Phantasm before?" And wait, one person raised their hand. So mm-hmm. they, 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 they experienced it, Doug. Someone's done it. But then um, to go back and see all the other films—that's the big. I thing. heard that another thing you can do that's really cool is to watch the Star Wars prequels with uh, no musical score. It's just—it's <laughs> just people talking and sound effects, but there's literally no music playing. Hmm. That, that, I, heard, I heard it just makes it really fucking creepy and awkward. Yeah, that would be. I mean, there's also the that's machete so, order. You watch them out of a certain order. That sounds um, awful. There's, pe- there's people. There's people have made uh, fan cuts of Lost where you watch Lost in chronological order. I'm still gonna so work like on the Back to the Future one. But everything, we'll get to that later. everything before they get to the island, like all in order. Then when they get to the island, it's all in order. And then afterwards, I'm like, Have you done that with Back to the Future? Uh, I did have a ma- rewatch the third movie. You know, I know I I I, I did <laughs> do a marathon of it, but I've never watched it in 100 well, chronological. Well, order. what you, Brandon, this you is start a, with the theme park ride. The, yes. Yeah, this is the thing you proposed <laughs> a long time ago. Start with the dinosaur it's, theme it's, park it's, ride. It's literally everything that's been committed to, to film for yeah. uh, for Back to the Future in chronological order. Brandon wanted to make like a master timelines. edit, so it would be I all have the, the footage. I'm just lazy as shit. <laughs> I mean, it's like 10 years lazy. <laughs> exactly, but it would be all the scenes from Back to the Future. So it would start with. The the pre the prehistory stuff from the back to the future. Someone did make a fan edit of of using just the films, but to add the ride, that's the icing on the cake. That yeah. would be and then the, the western, and then all the future yeah. scenes, yeah, even yeah. though they take place in the first two movies, and then just all the the yeah the others. And oh, dude, then you got to incorporate oh, no, the, the future, game. No, the future no, would be last. Then you got to incorporate right. the video game peppered throughout. No, we're not gonna. No, you have to. No, you could incorporate that's, that's, the ride. Canon. The Telltale or the NES. Telltale. Because C- the NES Citizen Brown. Okay, it's important. All right. I never played it. 
And then just then you got to like voiceover narrate the IDW comic like panel by panel <laughs> like a storyboard, which I mean it would be incredible. It would be fucking incredible to have yeah. a complete anthology like experience. That would be amazing. All right, next uh, next nerdy show that I'm on, I'll I'll have a full report for you guys. <laughs> and the full report is I didn't. I do didn't. It. <laughs> Sorry, I thought about it a lot. I stared at it. I stared at the footage that I have. Didn't and by fucking, a lot, I mean briefly. It. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go. We're going to be at North Carolina Comic-Con November 11th to 13th. That's uh, myself and Aaron. We're going to be hosting some panels and and some parties as well. So if you're anywhere near the uh, Durham area um, or North Carolina in general, make a trip. Come out. Come see us at North Carolina Comic-Con. And uh, Taking Us Out is a brand new track from a massive, massive video game music compilation. It's the 20th anniversary of the Nintendo 64 and the, uh, the group Patient Corgi masterminds behind the super vg christmas party and sound waves a tribute to echo the dolphin has assembled tribute 64 an 87 track album to different 64s different games? nintendo 64 games yes okay. featuring a ton of folks you probably know like this one which is from careless juja half of careless juja is travis creator of liberty this is his performance of golden eyes a track from golden eye shit listening to nerdy show if you like what you heard please rate and review us on itunes or like and follow us on soundcloud as listener supported entertainment we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the nerdy show network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via patreon 
Any contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. You can also subscribe to us via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like and share, and follow Nerdy Show on all of your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.